Welcome, ladies, germs, and people of all genders to a very special episode of Our Real Films where we are doing one of our very, very patented mini-reviews of a new film in theaters. And today's film we're covering is Alexandra Aha's or Aja? Aha? I Aja? Hon- honestly don't know. I would assume it's Aha, but I feel like it should be pronounced Aja, so I don't know. Mm. Wow. We have to. We have to fix. Just that in cut post. that. Just cut that. <laughs> we'll fix that in post. I'll have myself saying "aha, aja." All right, cut that. And put it in. Anyway, <laughs> we didn't say the name of the film yet. Uh, we are covering uh, his film "Crawl" today, which just came out in theaters. Uh, we we're recording this on July sixteenth, so it just came out in theaters last Friday on Taylor's birthday. Happy July birthday 12. to me! Yes. Happy birthday to you. Happy 27. I'm 27, birthday? which is great because seven is my lucky number. So any birthday that has a seven mm. in it or any year that has a seven in it is going to be a good year for me. I love being seven. I love being 17. And I'm going to love being 27. I can feel lucky it. Lucky number seven. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. Well, um, that was a very uh, long and strained <laughs> opening. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we're doing great here today, folks. But um, yeah, so we are covering Alexander Ah's Crawl. And um, we're going to, as we do each single uh, one of these mini reviews, we're going to cover three points. Uh, we're going to go back and forth. And um, Taylor, do you want to get to your first point uh, uh, about the film Crawl? Yeah, I would love to. Um, I think I mentioned on a recent podcast, and we had never really talked about it before, not even during our monster episode, but I love the movie Jaws. And so... This had kind of like a Jaws feel to me because it was like a movie that was released in summer um, that is about a big monstrous animal. And so I was really excited to see this film and I was hoping it would be fun. And it really was fun. I had a great time watching this film. I had a big bag of popcorn, which I only threw a few times. Um, And, you know, I actually read the review of this on Roger Ebert, and I try not to read reviews of films that we cover because, you know, I don't want my review to be tainted by it. And they mentioned in that review that this film took itself too seriously as if that kind of detracted from the fun. And I actually, I, I mean, I have to disagree. I think this film did take itself seriously, which is kind of funny because the premise is a, is a little silly. Um, mm. But I think that really added to it because the stakes felt really real um, and you became kind of invested in what was going on. But it was still fun in the sense that there was a lot of like adrenaline running. There's a lot of jump scares. Um, and I and I think it also really benefit benefited from having just two characters, basically. Um, and so that kind of kept the story really tight and really moving really fast. So I overall, I just want to say like, this is a really fun summer film um and i would recommend like people to go see it for that reason um now if you're a very serious horror film who's looking for some deep cuts i don't know if this is the film for you but in terms of just like having fun at the movie theaters um this is one of the one of the more fun times i've had so my first point is is i don't i don't know if i would say this was fun in so much that it was like tense and the rush that you get kind of like having that tension build and then kind of like having the tension released and having that tension build you like it makes you laugh it makes makes you feel like you're on a roller coaster almost and that's kind of how I felt during this film it felt like I was on like a ride like a carnival ride or something um I would kind of a little bit 
agree with Roger Ebert's review in so much as, or well, I guess it's not Roger Ebert; it's RogerEbert.com yeah, at yeah. this point. Rest in power. Rest in power, um, Roger Ebert. Um, yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, I did wish that kind of the serious characterization, kind of the mo- the father and the daughter are having like a few moments in this film, a few very like emotional and serious moments, which I thought kind of detracted from the film just a little bit. Um, and kind of took away from kind of the tension of this film. Just again, just a little bit, because I felt like the moments where they were talking kind of there was no tension in those moments to me. However, with all of that said, the moments where there is a high amount of tension, no pun intended, uh, in this film, I think it really is like a nine or a 10 out of 10 tense. And that is for a number of reasons. And let me be clear, like that this this film is about 120 minutes or excuse me, an hour and 20 minutes long and about an hour and 10 minutes, maybe like an hour and five minutes of that is just pure like adrenaline rush, like tension. Like, you know, if you're not familiar with the premise of this film, just think like alligator attacks during a category five hurricane. Right. I mean, that's pretty much. Yeah. And you're in, in a here. confined space in a confined space. Yeah, exactly. And that is what. 75% of this film is for, for, you know, more or less. And I thought those moments were really like just tense. I mean, I, I, there's really no better way to put it. And now like stuff like that makes me feel like scared, makes me want to cover my eyes, which I did at a few moments. I was telling Taylor a little bit before this podcast that um, I went to go see this film solo um, and when you do that, a lot of times you'll, you know, you reserve your seat and you end up sitting to a, next to another person who goes solo. And I was sitting next to a man who was maybe like in his late fifties or so had a huge bucket of popcorn and every single jump scare, every single like tense moment was getting him. He was covering himself with his popcorn bump bucket. He was, <laughs> he was jumping a little bit. And then at some point he put his popcorn bucket down. And at the end of the film he had left before me, I realized he had knocked over all of his popcorns, <laughs> presumably because he got so scared at one moment, he just kicked his popcorn into the aisle but um that's what this kind of film is i wish it did take itself a little bit less seriously in terms of the characters but in terms of it taking itself seriously in terms of the scare and the tension like presenting these alligators as real threat i thought that was spot on and i thought it was awesome yeah and i mean i i do agree with that i thought some of the moments between her and her father felt a little flat and and they at the end of the movie, you see that they did serve kind of an ultimate purpose, but I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it was a little much. It was a little much. In, a, in its defense, you cared about the characters, yeah. and they were fully fleshed out. It was just a little cheesy yeah. sometimes, and kind of like felt a little forced. That's not this director's forte, so mm-hmm. I still... I, that did not distract me at all, yeah. and these moments last for less than five minutes sure. most of the time, so it's not a big deal. Um. So my second point... Um, is about the fact that this film is a little close for comfort. Um, I think a lot mm-hmm. of times when I watch a horror movie, I'm like, okay, I'm scared, but like this couldn't, this wouldn't happen to me. Um, this film absolutely would happen to me. Um, yes. I, I have lived through now, I mean, I can't even count it, probably eight, six or seven hurricanes, um, two of them quite serious, and both of those within the past um, two years. Three, yeah, three years or so. Yeah. Um, actually, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Three within the past three years. Three within the threats. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. I, the, the threat of hurricanes, especially serious hurricanes, is extremely real in Florida. And it is quite frankly terrifying. Like I now when it's her, it's currently hurricane season, I'm like, what fresh hell like could be coming, you know? And so mm-hmm. 
I think that that's a type of fear that is definitely going to get some people more than others. Um, so this film is set in South Central Florida. So it's south of Gainesville because the main character does go to UF. It, Boo, go I, Knowles. Um, I, it's actually, they mentioned Pasco County and show an exit sign for Falkenberg Road, which is right around okay. in my area. So it's right around the Tampa area. I was about to say, yeah, because she said it was a two hour drive from Gainesville. So I was like, okay, they must about be around Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. So yeah. it's right where you are. So that's awesome. Um, Perfect. And, you know, the, the type of storm they're describing is... Um, the storm that we got last year and in the panhandle about an hour from where I live. And it was the threat of a storm that we had the year before that for the entire state. So Irma. Yeah. yeah. So just kind of like watching this and like, it also was kind of just like a fucking course, like all these dumb Florida bumpkins, like driving around in the rain. Like it just something about it, like felt kind of like weirdly like nostalgic and homey so like that kind of helped me connect to the characters and connect to the story a little bit better um but also the stakes are like extremely high in a hurricane there's a lot of stuff that could happen like you could drown you know you could uh get like hit by you know wind and stuff like that so there are a lot of threats associated with the storm and then you kind of throw in the alligators and to me i was reflecting on this movie to someone else i was like Either one of those things alone is a horror movie. Like a really strong hurricane can be a horror movie and like an alligator attack can be a horror movie. Mm -hmm. So I thought this film did a really good job of like tying those two elements together too. Like they, there was a reason why the alligators were attacking them during the hurricane. It wasn't just like, uh oh, now you have to deal with these alligators. Like they kind of explained that like a little bit and it just seemed really like really realistic. Uh, You know, parts of it, not so much. I mean, I'll discuss that later, but like the situation that they found themselves in and the fact that she went to go check on her dad, that was also like, yeah, you would, you would do that. You wouldn't just, you know, evacuate without your family members, you know? So, um, Mm -hmm. but it also was just like, oh, great. Like now I have something new to worry about this hurricane season, like that I'm going to get attacked by alligators. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, it really did make me think because like, you know, when we see alligators, like we walk up to them, we take pictures, <laughs> like you drive by you, you, um, when you're canoeing in a river or something, you run into them. You're like, Oh, is that a logger, an alligator? Haha, <laughs> it's an alligator. But, um, you know, we you have to keep in mind that alligators are fearsome and fast and vicious. They're and modern is, dinosaurs. They really I don't are. know. Exactly. I don't know what pissed them off in this movie necessarily. Cause uh, again, you know, I see alligators out in the wild all the time, but, um, Yeah. The idea that they could do something like this is not out of the question. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, kind of piggybacking on your point, my second point is is I really appreciated how Florida this movie felt. Yes, um, yeah. It's clear that, you know, whenever a movie's set in Florida, you always worry about, the, like, the Florida man trope and kind of just, you know, them playing on the stereotypes of Florida for laughs. Um, and just a quick disclaimer to anybody who doesn't live in Florida, the only reason that stuff about Florida is even a meme is because we have an open uh, a sunshine law that has all of our public records open. So everything about everyone gets out there, unlike other states that try to hide the truth. Yeah, um, I try so. to hide the truth. And also that, uh, like many parts of the country, um, we unfortunately have a large drug problem. And a lot of these mm-hmm. uh, headlines are fueled by people on drugs, which is kind of sad. So maybe we should all stop yeah. laughing about it so much. Well, but that's I just want to... I just want to point that out because if anybody thinks that like Ohio is better than Florida, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're just out of your fucking mind. Okay. Um, but <laughs> that's besides the point. I really loved like there was like a casual mention by her friend who you meet at the beginning of the film, who is a p- cop 
um, they have a conversation about him holding a hurricane party. And even he's oh, like, yeah. well, even he is like, oh, no, not this year. And that's kind of like kind of show to me the severity of the storm where that might be kind of a throwaway line to other uh, viewers mm-hmm. like to me that's like oh this is a, this shit's serious you're not throwing a hurricane party uh which you know which i di- uh, uh participated in a few times throughout my life you know a hurricane's coming category one oh big deal you know i'm gonna throw a party get drunk you know t- um and also it's in my case uh where you play um guitar hero until the power goes out that's what i yeah. did during my last hurricane party so you just have you you know a lot of times you just try and ride these things out have a good time but um, I really appreciated that little detail. I really liked the story about um, you hear on she's driving down to meet her father and you hear on the radio that uh, Pasco Sh- uh, County sheriffs are telling residents not to shoot into the hurricane, which was <laughs> a thing that happened. Like there was a Facebook event when Hurricane Irma came that was like, let's shoot at the Hurricane Irma to get it to turn around and things like that. <laughs> There's just like these funny little touches that kind of like Floridians recognize. And, you know, even I, you know, a lot of this film takes place in a crawl space, even like a lot of everybody in Florida has these little crawl spaces underneath their houses, kind of for like air ventilation and things like that. Whenever you go under there, the horrors that you see in terms of like bugs and spiders and mud and all that stuff, I felt very realistic personally i've been underneath my crawl space in my house plenty of times because my cats escape and immediately hide under <laughs> underneath the house so i've been in my crawl space many times in my life but um i just really appreciated the little florida touches I, obviously alexandra aha is not from florida at all but he and and the crazy thing is is that i was reading that this film was actually shot in serbia too uh you know for budgetary reasons so the fact that they're able to nail that florida vibe is um Really cool and really helped me immerse. Yeah, uh, the get only, immersed into the film. The only thing I'll say is that um, I did notice at one point that she had a front license plate, and that was a that was a big oversight to me um, because we mm, do not have front license true. plates in Florida. That really ticked me off for like no discernible reason. I was like, uh, uh, okay, well, you didn't get this a hundred percent right. <laughs> no. Come on. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you, and I think that this is like a horror film that. You know, I we I feel like we talk a lot about like broad appeal versus like personal appeal um, on this show. Like, oh, if you don't if you don't really get this, like maybe this film won't affect you as much. But this is like a film that you're right. It feels so Florida that hopefully even people who are like not from Florida still like you know get like let in on like this little aspect of like living in Florida um, with all the hurricane parties and with you know people helping each other out during a hurricane mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So I did enjoy that aspect of the film yeah. as well. Um, well, my last thing is to kind of pivot back to the Gators and again to kind of bring up Jaws. Um, after Jaws, be- people became really afraid of sharks and became really hesitant about going anywhere where sharks are, um, even though statistically, like, you are very unlikely to get bitten by a shark. And similarly, statistically, you are very unlikely to be attacked by an alligator. Um, as you mentioned, like, we are. Um, we see alligators a lot in Florida. They're very common. They get into people's pools, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, you see them when you're out canoeing and just as an animal lover, I guess I just wanted to make the point that like 
there's no need to like you should have a healthy fear of alligators obviously but like i would just hate for it to have the similar jaws effect where all of a sudden people like start hating alligators and start avoiding places where alligators are um alligators Mm -hmm. are actually like one of the few animals that's ever made it off the endangered species list and they're very important to florida's ecosystem and they're very important to florida's identity so i just wanted to give a quick plug like alligators are very cool you should have a healthy fear of them but like don't be afraid of them and this I think the scenario that's depicted in this film, while it feels real, because, like, yes, this technically could happen. Like, if you were stuck with an angry alligator, like, it would probably try to kill you. But, like, I just don't Mm. want people to be like, fuck alligators. Like, I'm never (laughs) going. You know, because as you said, like, you know, we love to canoe and kayak and be outside. And, I mean, every time I go down, like, the Suwannee River, I see an alligator. And Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, you just have to be cautious. But, like, I just want, like to make a plug for like being respectful because I love animals. And that kind of struck me about this film is like, that's, you know, I don't want to, st- a beautiful PSA. <laughs> I just want to say, you. I mean, cause alligators really, yeah. I think especially people coming from out of state have like this fascination, fascination with alligators and um, that they're very misunderstood. I feel like they're really quite gentle and, you know, as long as you don't fuck with them. I mean, I, I even bumped into an alligator one time when I was canoeing and he just kind of swam past. And I also really, really relate to them relaxing with their mouths open because I also do mm. that, you know. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> as, as anybody who can ask, uh, who would ask Chanel would know that. Um, but anyway, anyway, beautiful PSA. Love my gator friends. Well, let me take that back. We're actually uh, Florida State Seminoles on this podcast. Yeah. We are not Florida Gators, so we don't love our Florida Gator friends. We love our uh, actual alligator friends. Alligator yeah. friends, exactly. Yes. Thank you. Um, so my final point is um, I wanted to talk just a little bit about the concept of small horror um, and not Puppet Master franchise uh, oh, small damn horror. It. but okay. <laughs> No, horror in small areas and i th- i i i actually um got a recommendation for a film um buried uh recently which is a film that takes entirely inside of a, co- a guy buried inside of a coffin no thanks um and can't get yeah and i, I will not love, be watching that i will be watching that and i'll let you know how it is <laughs> but i love the idea of horror in like a set space where you're in this one setting for either the whole film or an extended period of time um and so this film, I would say for about two-thirds of it, at least. Um, I could be wrong on that exact number, but it felt like about uh, approximately a half to two-thirds of the film were set in a crawl space that's slowly filling with water because, you know, during a hurricane, you do not want to go into your basement, your crawl space, anything like that. You want to get high ground as possible because of the flooding. And so from the moment they are stuck in this crawl space, like my brain like I flipped a switch in my brain. I'm like, Oh my God, they're in trouble. They need to get out. That's going to fill with water. And sure enough, it starts filling with water. It starts filling with water and they have to find a way to escape. And I felt as though this concept uh, made everything they had to do in the film. So big, like her trying to get her phone is such an ordeal. Uh, Her, you know, when they get injured, them trying to like, fix themselves up seems like such a big ordeal and all these things kind of mount to make you feel like the act of getting out of a crawl space like going to the steps and climbing up the stairs like this very simple act in theory is so much more than what it is because not only are you injured not only is it filling up with water so you have to swim and it not only do you like you know have like not a great sense of where you are because you're in a crawl space who, you know, not everybody is hanging around in their crawl space all the time, but you have these alligators after you too. So I just like 
this concept. I thought this that the best parts of the film were when, um, you know, the, the middle part of the film when they were stuck in this crawl space, which is a majority of the film, because it created such unique scenarios to create tension. And I really felt that while they were in this situation. And I love I like the end of the film as well, when they are finally able to get out of the crawl space and then kind of have to contend with the storm and other other aspects of what's going on around them. But I really felt the film was very, very strong when they were in this small confined space. And I just really wish that more films would do things like this and have kind of just the confidence to believe that they can pull off something scary in a confined space with one setting. And I just thought that was really cool and, and, and pretty unique for, um, for a horror film. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think that's, that's an aspect that's I think kind of underrated in horror films is working on a bit of a smaller scale. I feel like modern films in general can seem kind of like grandiose. So when a film comes along, that's working on a much smaller scale with within like a singular setting or just like a kind of a simple storyline, it can feel really novel. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that is definitely part of the charm of this film is that it takes place within like basically just the house, the crawl space. Mm-hmm. And then later on other, other, areas in and about the house uh not to spoil mm-hmm. it so um but yeah no i mean i don't know i feel like we've had a good run of films on our mini review series um because this is another one i would definitely recommend um mm-hmm. i thought it was really fun to watch and i just thought it was like a unique fun little film you know it's not you know, it's not going to be like the greatest film of the year or anything like that but i also don't think that every film experience needs to to be that either you know i think you should like leave room in your life for like fun quirky little films like this and this is that's exactly how i would describe it it's definitely adrenaline pumping you are very engaged the whole time and you leave feeling super energized so um i would definitely recommend people check out crawl yeah and i you know i think we sort of like decided to cover this film on the podcast because they're like you know look we're not going to just cover films that you know we know we're gonna like you know like midsummer for example or I, or something i like didn't that. know i was gonna like midsummer but yeah well I i'm just saying, saying you know films that we know are gonna be critically acclaimed we want to cover like all of the big horror releases right. of the year yeah like pet cemetery we we, neither of us yeah neither of us liked that and you know we we covered it because we wanted to give our input on this and i was fully expecting to kind of just like you know n- not praise this film i guess i i didn't think i would hate it because the premise is just like too wacky and fun to like hate but i definitely came out enjoying this film more than i thought i had low expectations and they were kind of i mean honestly compared to the expectations i had my you know my the i was they were kind of blown out of the water and i really ended up enjoying this film Mm -hmm. no pun intended uh high tension no pun intended (laughs) piranha 3d no pun intended Um, jaws no pun intended okay yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, I yeah, I really really enjoyed this film, and it's an hour and twenty minutes. You can't go wrong trying it out. I would even say, look, I I said that Child's Play is a must watch if you have AMC um, Movie Pass and can go it for free. And then if you had to pay for it, maybe just you know think about whether or not you like the concept. I would say I would find it hard to believe that anybody wouldn't really at least enjoy this film and. Um, you know, it's not like uh, um, a master class of cinema or anything, but it's just really, really fun, really, really tense, uh, scary at many different points. And um, I don't know. I just really recommend it. I think it's a great 
um, bigger uh, release and a perfect summer movie yeah. to boot. Well. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> uh, any, if we don't have anything else, I guess we'll just wrap it up there. Yeah. Crawl. Go see it in theaters. Um, enjoy yourself this summer. Get a big bucket of popcorn and throw it in the air whenever <laughs> you get scared. And um, until next time, folks, uh, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Oh, bye-bye, folks. Uh, Oh my god.